Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi, folks. Before we start the show, let's talk about the after party on our Patreon page. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth podcast, but this one is way different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. The Friday After Party podcast is loaded with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, and our personal lives. All the crap that we can't get away with on the free show. And it's generating all kinds of comments and conversation on our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Don't miss out. Please help support this show by subscribing to our Friday After Party podcast for just $10 per month. Plus, you'll get two postmortem shows every week for that $10. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Let me tell you what it's like being a comedian while Trump is the president. The Trump presidency is an 18-wheeler full of monkeys and PCP. (laughs) And it has crashed into a train full of diarrhea. (laughs) And now... There's diarrhea-covered monkeys on PCP running around. (laughs) And everyone's watching it like, holy shit, look at this. (laughs) And then you as a comedian walk up and go, hey, do you want to hear a joke I wrote about this? You're like, no, we're good, dude. I'm fine. I I mean, Jesus, look at all this. You you can take a break. Oh, my God. Wow. Bob Seska. Eat shit, Bob. Bob Seska Show. Those are very nice, John Oliver. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, January 12, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,554 of the Trump crisis. Holy shit, eight days until Inauguration Day. Can't come quickly enough. It's like an emergency. It's like an emergency race to the finish line. So uh, here's the deal. Buzz is not here today. Uh, He's dealing with a harrowing, I mean harrowing family emergency, which uh, I'm not at liberty to talk about yet, but we all wish him well. All of our love, our very best during this uh, uh, extremely uh, uh, stressful time. 
So, God damn it, Buzz. We're with you, man. I'm not exactly sure when he's going to be back, but I, I do know that he's delaying his retirement from Buzz Burbank News and Comment until after the emergency subsides. So he was going to do two more shows, two more uh, News and Comment shows, and I think he's still going to do those. He's still going to do those shows once he's back from this huh, horrible escapade that he's dealing with. But you know what? Guess what? It's not all bad news, though, because the great Rocky Mountain Mike, Mike Hardiman from The Stephanie Miller Show, is here to fill in for Buzz, so let's do it. Holy shit. The last Mike. So I, I sent you an email. Hey. I said, hey, can you jingle yourself? Is that possible? Yeah. Ah, you know, I'm going to go blind. There he so, is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for uh, stepping in for Buzz uh, today, Mike. Yeah, I thank really you. Best, best wishes to Buzz. I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I am privy to the information that we can't disclose, and I just hope, I, you know, I wish him well, and I, yeah. and I think he's, I think he's going to be okay. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, they've just, they've got a big mess. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, as soon as uh, it's cool with Buzz to reveal, you know, what the uh, circumstances are, I'll, I'll do that. But uh, until then, we're just going to keep it on the uh, on the down low a little bit and uh, respect his privacy. But uh, so, what's All going right. on, my friend? What's happening? Well, I, f- I figure because I'm sitting in for Buzz, that I, that is <laughs> incumbent upon me to provide the dad jokes yeah is that not what is that not what he does here yes at this point? of course perfect yes okay so thank you bob doesn't it seem like impeachment comes earlier every year <laughs> yeah it does I was, I, I was gonna put up my capitol building siege manger scene but i couldn't find three wise men so, uh, look if you must go out this winter be very careful if you get too close to a trump supporter you might just lose your sense of taste and spell <laughs> <laughs> and not to belabor the dad jokes, but sorry I was late for the broadcast. I just got pulled over by a cop for speeding, but I convinced him that if he gave me a ticket, it would just be divisive and slow the healing process. We, people all over the country are trying that one out, I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we should sweep all this under the rug, but if I change my mind, Jim Jordan will be the first person I call. <laughs> and... uh Satan, by the way, Bob, uh, Satan has just emailed Amazon that he's just printed out the return shipping label for Sheldon Adelson. The Bob Show. Uh, here's you. Song oh, by yeah. you. Here we go. All right. 14 minutes after the hour, we'll be back with England, Hello, Dan, and John Burkholm. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> not much. How about you? Not sure what Trump tried. I guess he really just wanted to stage a coup. And he was thinking maybe later on he'd start a riot for a while. It's misdemeanors and yes, high crimes, and he really should go to trial. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about removing him, and he should go to jail for life. But he shouldn't get away with it this time And I'd really love impeachment tonight Oh yeah! Yes, I'm talking about removing him And he should go to jail for life And there are polls that are showing he's going down And I'd really love impeachment tonight Yes, I'm talking about removing him Kind of get the idea. 
Oh man, another uh, another classic right there. You know, I always know you've done a great song parody, Mike. When I want to go and download the original song and listen to it over and over again for the rest you know, of the day. I have a very specific memory in 1976 of driving along I-44, headed for the Brookside Peoria exit there in Tulsa, mm-hmm. with my windows down, listening to that song. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know what? Do you have that with like particular songs you just remember one time that you listen to it? Oh my God! Yeah, know? that's what makes and, music great. Is it is it, able to instantly bring you back to the moment when you were first yeah. listening to the, or when there was a particularly memorable time that you were listening to the song. Maybe you had heard it a hundred times already, yeah. but then there was that one time when it really and stuck I, to the and, wall. And I was I was the all night guy at KAKC in Tulsa. And, oh uh, my God. Life, life could not have been better. So. <laughs> yeah, the, the all night show. Holy shit. I did that for yeah. about <laughs> a year. Hey, look, here's a great diet plan. Become an overnight DJ. If you become an overnight DJ, you will lose 40 pounds, as I did in the uh, course of oh, a yeah. year. Because my Well, whole, there's a psychological yeah. condition that goes with that, too. They say people that work all nights just have a diametrically opposed view of everything to humans. You know, and it makes you just extremely antisocial. And I yeah. totally get that. You know? And you, you become antisocial, not necessarily because you want to. It's just by nature of the fact that you're going to work at night. 9 30 yeah, 10 o'clock like, in the evening right yeah. every everybody else is the, the lucky bastards that you hate <laughs> because they don't have to go through this i you know what yeah. i would have to really think about it if everything went away on this podcast and then some radio station come along and said hey you want to do the overnight show i, I would say no i would rather work any job ever other than have to <laughs> even though i love being on the radio i could not do that ever again it was destructive it was horrible oh, i had yeah. the worst and time. you know what i would i would i would always get like some girl on the phone or something you know a woman whatever yeah. and and talk to me right and i would always like drag them al- along as long as i could before they got too tired and went to sleep <laughs> like right. please please because once you hang up i won't hear from another human being for three more hours oh you know? it's the worst <laughs> oh my god and see i used to do this thing and and no one cares because everyone's thinking about the insurrection right now but you gotta you gotta deal with some radio stories here at the top Suck it up. <laughs> there was one time where I just decided, uh, because I was also doing production for the radio station, I was going to come in as late as possible, as close to the beginning of my air shift as possible, and then just do the production elements during the actual the air. Yeah, yeah, on-air yeah. stuff. So I was racing back and forth up and down the hall from the air studio to the production studio, and then I locked myself <laughs> out, and it was... <laughs> Going out. Oh, yeah. to- I did that. I did. I put on American Pie, went down to go to the vending machine, uh, you know, and discovered I left the key, uh, you know, in the in the control room. I had to find yeah. the security guy who wasn't anywhere to be found. Yeah. And sure enough, got back and it had been, you know, a minute of dead air. There's no worse so. feeling, man, than uh, going outside. <laughs> I was a smoker at the time, so I would run down during a longer song, which at the time I think was a there was a meatloaf pop song that was happening in the late nineties that was a Terrible, terrible right. song, and yet Paradise by the Dashboard Light. It was something like that, and I was, yeah, it was uh, like nine minutes long. I would always look forward to it, even though it was a terrible song. I would look forward to it because I could run down the stairs and go smoke. But the worst sound in the world was not the meatloaf song. The worst sound in the it world was, the, was hearing that door click behind me as I was like, yeah. "Oh shit! I forgot to put my lighter in between the door and the door jam to keep it open." And that was, uh, I got in lots of trouble for that one because now, well, let's just let's just stop the radio stories now. <laughs> yeah, I know this will be if. <laughs> Suddenly, it's an hour and a half later. We're like, Dude, we're, was there politics happening? I don't know. 
So the uh, the House Democrats, Mike, have introduced an article of impeachment against Trump for incitement of insurrection. I don't think they've had that vote yet. I think they're still dealing with twenty uh, fifth Amendment materials right now, which we're never gonna we're never gonna pass. I mean, they were never gonna be uh, an actual thing. They were never gonna. I think I they feel were like gonna... this is a game show, and and the and the impeachment is like the lightning round. You know, like <laughs> yeah. like the second part of it is the twenty fifth Amendment, and first part of it's resign and the. And then we'll be back. We'll be back with the impeachment after this. Well, you know how I know the impeachment is actually going to happen is because you know who's texting me like once an hour, every hour since the insurrection happened is my mom. My mom is like, when are they going to impeach him? But I've never seen her like this before. I've never seen her this fired up about something. So this clearly enraged her. And my guess is because she is kind of like my barometer for what you know, kind of average Americans are thinking. The people who don't sit here and, and press their faces up against their computer screens 24-7, absorbing this shit osmotically. So she's following it kind of from the outside as a regular voter. And she's just going, they need to impeach him now. Why haven't they done it yet? Why hasn't this been introduced yet? Why aren't they voting yet? I must admit, I didn't quite understand why it's taken so long either, because yeah. I was, under the, underst- I was of, of the understanding they would be doing the articles yesterday Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that that we'd be here already. But. Yeah, it should have been done right away. Obviously, I think one of the reasons why they're not really going as fast as they could is because Mitch McConnell got up and you know wrote a memo to his caucus and said, ah, look, we're not going to do jack shit until the 19th. So how about them apples? Go suck on this, Nancy Pelosi. And then beyond that, I think the earliest that they can do a vote is something like the 21st. I think that's on the Senate side. My guess is they will impeach him. There will be another impeachment, and that will pass. I think they've whipped up a majority now. I think they're good with the actual votes themselves. So it's just a matter of time. But the the end game is not going to be removing him. I just, I, at this point, I don't oh, no. see them actually removing Trump from office before the 20th. I just don't think it's going to happen. It's certainly not going to happen through the 25th, and it's not going to happen through resignation, Donald Trump won't resign. He will never resign. The only way he will resign, and I hope it is framed this way if it happens, is through some sort of bargain with Mike Pence. Like, yeah, I'm going to resign. You can be president for a couple of days as long as you pardon me. The Nixon-Gerald Ford deal. Yeah, but he, I mean, surely he knows that's not going to really do him any good. No, uh, yeah, no, no. Obviously, this is something where um, the pardons, uh, even the pardons that don't necessarily apply to Trump himself or the people around him, some of these pardons are going to get challenged in court. Um, I I imagine. Well, yeah, but even even if the pardon stuck. Uh, he knows that he'd be liable for all the state stuff. Yeah. So, so he, I, in his mind, I can see him thinking, well, it's not going to buy me anything, so why bother with that? Right, right. Well, Robert Mueller uh, compiled all kinds of information in his report about uh, you know, dealing with uh, pardons and people trying to uh, trade pardons for silence and so on, these uh, negotiations yeah. that were happening uh, under the table during the uh, Russia investigation. So that cause alone, the fact that there was, you know, 
the selling of pardons to people who are under scrutiny by the special counsel's office or Department of Justice, th- that's going to be brought up in court. I think that's going to invalidate a few things, especially if uh, Trump tries to pardon himself. And we have some information on that uh, coming up in a bit. But Yeah, but I mean, that's a good point. I mean, if, if it's brought up in court and they're able to prove that there's a quid pro quo going on there, uh, does that mean automatically that Manafort's, you know, and uh, and Roger Stone's, those are invalidated? I mean, nobody, this is, again, new territory. Yeah. So we don't know. Well, I, I think it's, it's all corrupt intent. If it is proved in court that the pardon was offered with corrupt intent, then right. suddenly it goes so, away. But, yeah. Right. But to do that, you would have to take each one of the pardons separately. That's that's my right, point. Right. Because there's some pardons that, you know, just who cares, <clears throat> whatever, you know. Oh, sure. But I think the context for them to be challenged will be the context of some form of indictment against whoever was pardoned. Like, I, yeah. I think there will be attempts to indict people who have been on Trump's pardon list and uh, uh, certainly pardons yet to come. I mean, there's still eight days to go. He's probably going to try to pardon himself. He's probably going to try to pardon his kids and Jared Kushner. And uh, I think these will all be challenged in court on some level. I mean, we have this strange uh, gray area that I I will readily admit I have no idea where this lands. The D.C. Attorney General is looking at potentially charging Trump with inciting the insurrection. But here's the thing, Mike. I have no idea if the D.C. Attorney General falls under the auspices of the federal government, if charges coming from the D.C. Attorney General were actually federal charges or if they are sort of the D.C. equivalent of state, of state charges. charges. Yeah. And I, well, I guess, you know, I guess that just boils down to what is the D.C. attorney general, what is what is the jurisdiction, you know? Yeah, exactly. It sounds like it's a state thing to me. Mm-hmm. Well, right? and it's not, a federal, it's not a federal thing. It's in this weird gray area, and I don't think that it's ever been tested when it comes to pardons, um, because D.C. is a federal district. So technically, D.C. is a a state that's under the control of the federal government. It was this whole yeah, thing. As far with the, as the yeah. question about whether or not they can actually indict uh, a sitting president, that doesn't have anything to do with pardons or jurisdiction or anything. That's just uh, that memo, right? Yeah. So, so it's all, none of this has been tested. Right. And, right. uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's not as much a matter of the D.C. Attorney General indicting Trump now. I think wait probably until after he's out of office. But yeah. the, the only thing that would prevent that particular prosecution from going forward is if Donald Trump pardoned himself. And, uh, yeah. and if that pardon also applied to D.C. level charges and again that's I, I just you can just add this to the list of ridiculous things that the supreme court's <laughs> going to throw out yeah yeah I'm, i mean we wouldn't even have to have this conversation though if it wasn't for donald trump constantly testing the system now testing the uh, integrity of all of these backstops that are supposed to prevent things like donald trump he's 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 like the raptors in jurassic park <laughs> exactly right the, the yeah yeah and so he's uh, looking for those weaknesses so he can get out and and wreck havoc and you know uh, bite somebody's head off attack laura dern and (laughs) eat sam jackson and all the rest of it kill newman that's right you gotta (laughs) spitting the spooge see rudy giuliani would be the one with the green spooge spit because that was that's (laughs) what what that is yeah yeah it was what was drooling down his face (laughs) green shit either he was about to spit it or he had already been spit with it like there was another one of those uh dilophosaurus is just yeah and and goddamn 
how am I able to remember the word Dilophosaurus? I but I, I, I have know. no idea what I had for dinner Some last night. Some kind of brain aneurysm <laughs> or something. I have no idea how old age works and that shit. Um, okay, so where were we? Uh, this is a big deal, and this is something that's uh, intensely serious, and we're going to be keeping an eye on it, obviously. In four days, apparently, that's when the unrest is really supposed to begin. The FBI has warned uh, law enforcement agencies possible armed protests at all 50 state capitals and at the U.S. Capitol starting on January 16, which is, again, is uh, four days from now. Yeah, this broke right before we went on. Did you see this Washington Post story about the uh, the FBI warning uh, right before uh, this, uh, this day, a day before rioters stormed Congress and FBI office in Virginia issued an explicit internal warning yeah. that extremists were preparing to travel to Washington to commit violence and, quote, war, according to an internal document re- reviewed by the Washington Post that contradicts a senior official's declaration. The Bureau had no intelligence indicating anyone at last week's rally, uh, protest, whatever you want to call it, planned to do harm. So I think the this kind of... More the the more information like this that comes out about how coordinated it was and how uh, how alerted the FBI was and how Trump t- took measures to make sure like the, the National Guard wouldn't be there fast enough. Yeah, all that kind of stuff is kind of the kind of stuff that they want to sweep under the rug and you know do the healing and shit mm. because they don't want this they don't want this stuff to be known. Yeah, and I and I'm hoping that this will come out in in some kind of impeachment inquiry. I don't know if you don't really have hearings in this in the House, and the Senate's not going to even probably even have a trial, right? Then how do you get this information out? Because because yeah. so many red hats, their number one story besides Antifa did it is that Nancy Pelosi is a bad person, mm. and you know they're they're so busy with that shit, they're not recognizing how serious this was yeah yeah i think the most serious aspect of it besides just the the notion that they were beating capital police officers to death they were invading the capitol building the thing that i think is gonna have a a long-term investigatory impact here is the look into who gave these stand down orders? Because we were talking about this a week ago um, with Buzz on last week's Tuesday show, where we were discussing all of the different precautions that were being taken to prevent something like this. And there was actual news in which, you know, we were talking about the D.C. National Guard and et cetera, all these uh, law enforcement agencies were going to turn out and keep an eye on these people. There was going to be arrests of people who were carrying firearms to the rally. There was supposed to be no firearms. So there were all of these security measures set up prior to the protest on the 6th. So, what the fuck happened? Why weren't all those things done? I mean, there were, you know, seems like a handful of Capitol Police officers down at the Capitol itself. But yeah. they did, obviously, we all know they didn't do anything. In fact, and, some and of them, the, you know, and the, they love to talk about how Hillary told them to stand down in Benghazi. Well, there is a, a paper trail of them telling people to stand down right here. I, yeah. there, there has got to be. There has got to be hard proof that this was a conspiracy to allow this to happen and allow it to get out of control. And I, I think that there's, there's going to be people in the Congress who are going to have to resign because of this. Oh, God, Events. yes. That was, an, that was just a, a sort of a liberal pipe dream a few days ago mm-hmm. that Ted Cruz and Hawley were going to resign. But now, 
uh, I absolutely see that happening. Yeah, I mean, things have changed significantly. This was a watershed moment, I think, for American politics. I mean, obviously, we were going through a major realignment in terms of the political parties themselves, with Trump potentially splitting the Republican Party into two factions. And, uh, well, that that's basically already there. It's just now a matter of time before Trump just forms his own party and rejects the Republican Party. So that was already underway. But the changeover is the this enough is enough uh, reaction that we're seeing from a lot of, um, whether it's media outlets, social media platforms, uh, financiers, on down the line, everyone is going, you know what, we see this for what it is. Finally, we get it. These people are dangerous. Donald Trump is dangerous. The only way to stop this from happening is to take away their toys. And that's exactly what they've done. And they've asked for this. They've asked for their toys to be taken away. And this is not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, it's it's I lived in Kansas City for three years and a major employer there is Hallmark and they want Josh Hawley to give their money back. But I was wondering if they sent that in a card. Yeah. You know, if there's like a and all of a sudden there's a new bit that we have to do. It's the Hallmark Josh Hawley. Give us our fucking money back card. There you go. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, that'd be great. I can't wait. You know what? You know what? Letterman's going to I mean, Letterman. Uh, Colbert's going to do that tonight. I, I'm making a prediction. Probably, right now. yeah, yeah. Or or John Oliver did it uh, Sunday night or something like that. I don't, I don't even know. If no, he's back, he's but, off the air, but uh, that's right, that's right. But uh, Alex Jones has said on his show that he was coordinating with the White House. This is Alex Jones. I think the day after everything happened, describing the back and forth between himself. And I guess White House strategists to the communications department, insofar as there still are people working in the West Wing, they were allegedly communicating with Alex Jones. So uh, here he is, uh, Captain Throat Polyps. Then the White House told me three days before, we're going to have you lead the march. The Secret Service, before Trump finishes 30 minutes before, so we'll lead you to a point, take you out of the front row, and lead you to the place where they want you to start the march, and Trump will tell people, Go, and I'm going to meet you at the Capitol. Then the White House told me three days before, we're going to have you lead the march. The Secret Service, before Trump finishes 30 minutes before, so we'll lead you to a point, take you out of the front row, and lead you to the place where they want you to start the march, and Trump will tell people, go, and I'm going to meet you at the Capitol. Oh, okay. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, there you have it. Obviously, Alex Jones is a known liar, and he makes shit up all the time. He loves to aggrandize himself, and this may be one of those cases where he likes to kind of weasel his way, worm his way into uh, whatever event that he's uh, participating in. He just kind of uh, piggybacks onto someone else's shit. And that might be him just embellishing his importance. And, oh, look at me. I'm so important, even despite the fact yeah. that I've been sued and all my many of my platforms have been taken away. The White House still values my participation. And they've, they've enlisted me to lead the charge. I'm heading down to the Capitol building. And oh, Jesus Christ. No. This reminds me of, uh, I, I finally got around to watching Chris Rock's uh, Tambourine on uh, hmm. Netflix last night. And he talks about at private school how they went to the meeting and they told all the parents, and this this school has no bullies. And he began to think, well, wait a minute. I'm not sure I want my kids going to this school because that's half the education. <laughs> That's right. And and it reminds me of my my childhood because when I was growing up, I thought we would get flying cars. I never foresaw Alex Jones. Mm -hmm. Like you need, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like we we are so gullible and so 
pie in the sky with our aspirations, we don't understand how there is even an, an Alex Jones. How is that even possible? Yeah. But yeah. You, but but it gets back to, well, there are bullies. There are, you know, there are people like this in society, and this guy has a radio show. Well, there are bullies <laughs> and there is lots of money to be made from gullible suckers. I know that's a double positive or whatever you want to call it, but there are a lot of suckers out there who are absolutely willing to give their life savings to people who know how to manipulate other people. I mean, this is the classic televangelist scam. This is the faith healer scam that's now been co-opted and applied to politics and it was and very- I, this goes back 30 years for me i remember yeah. sitting in the barber chair and the barber telling me you know that rush limbaugh i really like him he tells it like it is <laughs> right and i and i was tempted then to say you know well i know that you get around a lot being a barber here in Euless, texas but uh <laughs> Uh, you know, you, the point is you can't challenge people on their devotion to these people yeah. without really just coming out and saying, well, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> That's really the only reaction that you can ultimately have because there's no convincing them. You either laugh and walk away or you just ignore. And that those are your two options when it comes to the Red Hats. They are not convincible anymore. They are lost. They have been sucked into this cult and they're never coming back. There is nothing that will happen that will make them change their mind. And as long as people like Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley continue to legitimize the politics of the cult, then people will stick with it. Well, look, look, uh, Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz, and they're all part of this. Uh, Kevin McCarthy there. I mean, oh, my God, the leader of the Republicans in the House of Representatives supports us. So why not? And meanwhile, Donald Trump is out doing chopper talk again today, uh, saying that, uh, you know, basically, Oh, every you know, look, you, you you guys with this impeachment talk, you're raising all kinds of potential danger here. But I don't want violence. But there's still lots of danger. But I don't want violence. And so it's like this. <laughs> it's this ongoing yeah. whiplash from Donald Trump that we've been observing for four years now. Where yeah, no no it's, wonder it's the, they're uh, nuts. Yeah, yeah. N- nice little uh, capital you got here. It'd be a shame right. if something happened to it. That's <laughs> right. I mean, again, <laughs> illustrating exactly why he was deplatformed. He's so bent out of. Shape because someone took his Twitter uh, account away, but then he goes and does the exact thing that was the justification for taking his Twitter account away and all the rest of his social media platforms. And, and then there's, well, no, it's not that. It's they're trying to silence conservative thought. That's the line of the victims right now. Uh, that I got to say, Antifa has accomplished more in the past four years than anyone would have imagined. You know, it's just, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Cable went out, Antifa. Um, so. wah, wah. It's Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> That's another good... Okay, I'm going to write down these ideas, man. We got there you two, go, two man. Already, you See, know. this show is a fountain of comedy. <laughs> you <laughs> try scrubbing them out. You try washing them out. You still can't get rid of Antifa. Antifa around the collar. <laughs> All right. Well, just for my listeners, the clean phone, it's the top brand in UV sanitizing, is now offering their top rated, top selling, best reviewed wand product at 50% off and free two day shipping. And of course, the clean phone wand is a handheld UV sanitizer that helps you eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and kill viruses in seconds on virtually any surface. It uses the same proven sanitizing technology employed by hospitals. You can use it on packages, groceries, keyboards, tablets, money. Take it with you everywhere at 50% off 
and free two-day shipping for a limited time. It's the perfect gift for anyone who needs it. It's super portable, and with days of battery life, you can take it anywhere and make sure your environment is clean and safe. COVID cases are on the rise, so get the clean phone wand at 50% off and take an additional 60% off a second wand. Go to thenewdealshop.com. That's thenewdealshop.com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. J-Row and the Masker of One a song called Pure Insurrection This is uh, Jason Roach Who we've played on the show here before JasonRoach1.bandcamp.com That's Jason Roach The numeral one .bandcamp.com Support uh, Jason Roach and uh, J-Lo And the Masker of One uh, Also links in the description To support all of our indie bands here in the show So please do that BobSuska.com slash music If you want to submit your songs for the show we got another Indie music countdown coming up uh, in about half a month, but uh, end of January is the next one we're going to do. And I almost forgot that we do that show because it's been so long since we've had one. We take a break for uh, the holiday season, play some holiday music, and gives me a break from the indie music countdown. But we'll be back in action at the end of uh, at the end of this month. Okay, and uh, Rocky Mountain Mike is here, Mike Hardiman from the Stephanie Miller Show. Is there something you want to plug, Mike? Is there like a specific place? Like, where's the the hub for all things Rocky Mountain Mike? Actually, I deleted my Facebook account last week, <laughs> so there are fewer places well, that's good. now. Yeah. <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at Rocky M N T N Mike. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. Gotcha. Don't call me Rocky. Don't call me Rocky. I hate that. <laughs> I'm just I'm sitting here right now going through all the various song requests that I'm deleting. But uh, here's my favorite story, or one of my favorite news stories of the week: uh, Cumulus Media has ordered conservative radio hosts to stop falsely suggesting the election was stolen from Trump or face immediate termination. And this includes our friends Mark Levin, you know, the talking adenoid on the radio who has a, uh, right, I think, right. a w- once a week show on Fox News. Uh, ben Shapiro. And uh, Dan Bongino, Dan Bongino, all these guys have been warned not to screw around. In fact, uh, Brian Phillips, who's the executive vice president of content for Cumulus, wrote in an internal memo, we need to help induce national calm now. He said, uh, we will not tolerate any suggestion that the election has not ended. The election has been resolved and there are no alternate acceptable paths. The memo adds, if you transgress this policy, you can expect to separate from the company immediately. Right. So when you say terminated, <laughs> I, that's that kind of I was wondering because Cumulus uh, owns Westwood One and I think distributes some of those guys. Maybe they're yeah. not technically employees. They just have an arrangement with them, right? You know, I mean, uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure how many of those people actually work for Cumulus. Yeah, I guess it's more of a syndicator. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they, they 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 syndicate a lot of people. Yeah, and they, horrible they send, they horrible send, people. 
Yeah. <laughs> they well, they syndicate some good people too, but okay. uh, more horrible ones. For yeah, sure. yeah. Well, at least they're cracking down on this, which of course is, is bringing out the wambulance for all of these, especially guys like Dan Bongino, who can't stop whining about how he's not only being silenced, but and they're all doing this. Ben Shapiro whining about being silenced. Uh, uh, Tommy Lahren's whining about being silenced. And they've, they're all defining it as... You know, like I was saying before, they're all defining it as conservative speech, conservative thought is being yeah. silenced by. I can't. I actually can't sleep at night from all the silence. <laughs> I mean, it's it's insane. They're actually <laughs> saying that inciting violent insurrection is conservative speech. They're being uh, deplatformed because they were inciting violent insurrection against the United States. That's the thing that I don't believe Mike has fully sunk in with a lot of us i i, I don't think and I, we all acknowledge that this has happened we well, all know it's not gonna it's not gonna sink in with the red hats because their job number one with these people is to get up on the cross and be crucified oh, every yeah. fucking day yep yep but i i just i think we as a culture haven't come to terms with the fact that they invaded Congress. I mean, literally, the Article One powers in the Constitution were invaded and disrupted. They were attacking with the intent to murder members of Congress and the yeah. vice president. And I, I don't watch uh, mainstream uh, news. Uh, I don't. I just don't. I don't on yeah. TV. Uh, I don't watch CNN. I don't watch. Obviously, don't watch Fox. All I watch is I like occasionally watch racial. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how much of the mainstream media has framed it this way. But that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Is that we need to have a special report, you know, sixty minutes or whatever you want to call it. And I guess they kind of touched on this the other day. But there's not a. There has, as far as I know, not been a comprehensive mainstream media report that outlines from A to B. You know what actually happened, yeah. and and in the context of, of which it happened. Because I again, I just read you that one story about the post that 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 they came on the post just this a couple of hours ago. I don't think they have all the facts yet. But at some point, someone needs to lay this all out and say this was much worse than it was originally reported as. Yeah, yeah. My guess is, uh, Mike, we're probably going to have a commission. There's probably going to be some sort of like, well, we have the 9-11 commission. We have yeah, the Warren yeah, commission. Absolutely. And, and oh, there will be. Yeah, and it's appropriate that there would be a 9-11-style uh, commission to investigate why this happened, who was responsible, and how it can be prevented in the future. It's vital that we get that information. Uh, but in terms of the relationship with 9-11, I can't help but to draw parallels between the days after 9-11 and what's happening happening right now i think to a certain yeah, and extent I, think I like the 9-11 commission i think it will lay a lot of the blame at bill clinton yeah. <laughs> that's right as always of course this is going to be it's going to be barack obama's fault they're going to blame barack yeah. obama for all of this somehow but i i think that feeling that we had on uh, the, the 12th of september 2001 and the 13th and the 14th uh, in that uh, month or the weeks after 9-11, uh, where we were all kind of, I believe, in a state of national shock, where we know it happened, it hasn't really occurred to us the extreme nature of what we were witnessing on television last week. And I think it eventually will. Uh, and, and I think it's going to be a long time before we are able to fully get over it. I, I think getting over it now is not the thing that we're uh, aiming to do. I think now the only way we can get over it is if the perpetrators have been brought to justice, and that includes the people who incited this. And it looks like so far the justice is swift. 
And that is the way it needs to be. There is no equivocating here. And the only equivocating that we're getting is, shockingly, from Mitch McConnell. And that is par for the course, right? Uh, But everyone else is like, you know what? They were ready to overthrow Congress and hang the Speaker of the House and hang the Vice President. And this is really something that happened. And, And now we're taking action to make sure that they can't do it. As I said before, they're taking their toys away. And for them to complain now and say, why, oh, why? Why are you silencing us is only making things worse for them and making people believe that they don't really have any serious intention. And we we all knew this, right? I mean, we all knew this going back to 2015, that the Trump movement was unserious. It was a big con. It was a scam for attracting a bunch of suckers into a ridiculous movement to support a game show host weirdo for president and it, and that just has snowballed on top of itself where lie I think the deep, the, deep, lie, yeah. the deeper you want to get into the causality of all this the longer amount of time it's going to take to for that to surface yeah so you know what it's one thing to talk about this event but to understand what's really happened is going to it's just going to take so much time for that to seep into the national consciousness mm-hmm. it hasn't done and a lot of that's of course the fault of the media because they don't want to be seen as being liberal yeah but eventually this the history of all this will be written and it will be written in a way that shows the gullibility and how, how what a big factor that was and how social media uh, before it was cleaned up you know yeah it's got a long way to go uh played a, such a huge part in this but i've mentioned this before is that footage of trump supporters falling down and being trampled uh, uh you know getting arrested and losing their jobs is not technically a porn hub category <laughs> i just want to make that even though it has the same effect <laughs> yeah Shit. But I, oh, and, uh, by the way, are we going to talk about Parlor? Because this is oh, fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I was just going to bring up uh, Dan Bongino, and we we have music for Dan Bongino, courtesy of Nick Lutzko. I want to be at the RNC. I want to see Patricia McCoskey. Uh, Yeah, Dan Bongino promised Fox and Friends that Parler will return by week's end. No, 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 it's not. He said, I will go bankrupt before I let it be shut down. By the way, Bongino is an investor in Parler. He was on Fox and Friends to talk about how the conservative-flavored social media website was cut off by Amazon, Google, and Apple for its failure to moderate threatening rhetoric. Parler has come under public pressure for provoking a platform. Wow, lots of alliteration in this. Uh, to foment the... <laughs> what was that again? Parler You're, doing, you're your... doing great. Yeah. Parler has come under That's a great pressure. exercise to get before you start the show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm reading Mediaite, so I'm going to blame Mediaite for the uh, the alliteration here. Parler has come under a public pressure for providing a platform to foment the violence <laughs> that took place when Trump supporters stormed Congress in an attempt to overturn the 2020 election. Bongino began by calling Parler's derailment, quote, an open war on free speech. Wow, wow, so so sad. Uh, and it's being led by the tech tyrants, the tech totalitarians. <laughs> Some more alliteration. Thank you, Dan. I know. This is a Batman script. <laughs> That's exactly right. And and one more one more culprit for the takedown of Parlor, uh, the communists. The communists are doing it. We're all the tech tyrants. Tech, tech tyrants. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow. <laughs> the tech tyrants and tech totalitarians. Oh, holy shit. 
Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really a shame because I was keeping all of my best recipes on my parlor page. And now I, <laughs> they're gone forever. Oh, shit. I did the wrong sound. I meant, I meant for a... <laughs> All right. Yeah, thank you. Oh, my God. That's what, the dad jokes were supposed to stop like a half an hour ago, right? <laughs> See, that never stops us, though, Mike. Uh, <laughs> usually we spread them out throughout the show, but... Uh... At least I didn't try to do them in the buzz, the buzz voice, because I, <laughs> I can't get that. I can't smoke enough Marlboros to get that sound. <laughs> oh, man, when I first started in radio, though, uh, I... <laughs> I because I worked at a full service AM radio station. I also had to do newscasts at the top of the hour, local news, and so I did. And this was a, fully a tribute to my admiration for Buzz Burbank. My newscasts were a one thousand percent imitation of Buzz Burbank. That's what I was oh, doing really? wow. to deliver the news because, well, that's how I learned to deliver the news by listening to Buzz do it every day uh, for the better part of a year. So, um, oh, yeah. okay, I yeah. didn't know that. I yeah, it was Buzz's intern uh, at W. WJFK in Washington, D.C. on the Don and Mike show. It was great. It was 1993. And how about that for now? I was was long gone by then. But my my (laughs) memories of of that, of before that, was I used to run Larry King all night in Tulsa. It was from our nation's capital. The Mutual Broadcasting Company presents Larry King. (laughs) 703-685-2177. So have you ever heard the Larry King who exhausted tape? Larry King exhausted after I think doing I have. 30 I nights? I think I have. Yeah. You he's... know what's funny was uh, Laura and I, I had her over and I screened uh, Mank. Uh-huh. You know, you know the, the film about Herman Mankiewicz yeah, on yeah. Netflix? Have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's fucking awesome. It is so good. Uh, totally got drawn into it. But I told her that, that John Houseman is portrayed in this movie because he was a producer of Citizen Kane. And he was the go-between between Herman Mankiewicz and Orson Welles. Oh, right. And and I got to tell my girlfriend, you know, I once spoke to John Houseman. <laughs> and and it was on the Larry King show. I uh-huh. called in and asked John Houseman a question on Larry King. So, Oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah. yeah we, so anyway, that, maybe that's, I, that's, I'm sorry. We got off on a tear there. Yeah, you know what? And I meant to play this last Tuesday, because uh, last Tuesday we were talking about Larry King. Um, I think he tested positive for COVID and was in the hospital. And so Buzz and I started out the show talking about Larry King. And then Buzz reminded me that I once prank called Larry King at Duke Zebert's restaurant in Washington, D.C., where we all oh, knew yeah, yeah. when I was working on the uh, Don and Mike show and interning for Buzz, we all knew that every day at about you know, noon, one o'clock, he would show up at Duke Zebert's, Larry King, and he would go and have lunch and he would have the crab cakes. Love the crab cakes at Duke Zebert's, which doesn't exist anymore, by the way. And so I had the number for Duke Zebert's and decided to call him up. And so I called up Duke Zebert's and asked for Larry King. And sure as shit, the maitre d' puts Larry King on the phone, and I said, I, I couldn't believe it. So I said, uh, Larry, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I hope you enjoy your lunch today. And he goes, thank you, thank you. And he hangs up the phone. I was like, oh, my God. I just got through to Larry King at Duke Zebert's, and then I realized, <laughs> oh, shit, <laughs> like an idiot, I wasn't recording it. So I, oh. <laughs> I rolled tape, I, big reel-to-reel deck sitting on so the you side. you called back? I called back. Of course I called back, disguised my voice and said that I was going to be a guest on his show later. And, uh, well, this is, this is the actual tape of me calling, uh, Larry King at Duke Zebert's. Hi, can I speak to Larry King, please? Um, he's busy now. Oh, okay. Uh, could you, could you patch me through to him? It's kind of urgent. Yeah. What's your name, sir? He gets a lot of calls. Hmm. Uh, Rob Williamson. 
By the way, my genius fake name, Rob Williamson. Rob Williamson. It's, it's <laughs> That's not what John I, Yeah, I know. I'm not not good under pressure. <laughs> Here, here's more. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to be a guest later on on the show. All right, one <laughs> So you can kind of hear, if you listen carefully, you can kind of hear Larry being greeted by other patrons as he's walking up to the phone <laughs> at Duke Zebert's. Hi, how you doing? Hello? Hello, Larry. Yeah. I just I just called you a few minutes ago. I was just wondering, what are you enjoying today for lunch? Why are you doing this? I just... Uh, I don't do this. There's uh, angry Larry <laughs> King hanging up on me at Duke Zebert's after I asked him what he was uh, having for lunch. <laughs> Yeah, I desperately wanted him to say crab cakes. That was the idea yeah. to get him to say crab cakes, yeah. and he didn't. He didn't say yeah. it. He just get off the it. phone, Akron. <laughs> <laughs> I used to call him all the time because that so many people when he was just on the radio, so many people would call him that were people that were running his show in the local markets. Yeah, had yeah. nothing to do, and they would just be bored and they'd call up and ask a question. I told him, I told jokes and stuff on his show and stuff. All the oh time. my god! See, I used to do that with Jim Bohannon. When I was board hopping for the Jim Bohannon show uh, on the oh, sta- on one of the affiliate stations is where I work. Uh, don't get me, you know, I hate. I have a bad. You know, Jim Bohannon uh, bumped me from his show. He bumped me. He bumped me from his Dick. show for Scott Walker. Oh God don't, damn don't, it! Yeah, don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> Fuck Jim Bohannon. Fuck that guy. Uh, okay. All well, right. So anyway, back to parlor. So yes, what were we talking about? <laughs> parlor. Yes, parlor's gone. I, the last I checked, parlor was no longer online. I don't think it's got a website anymore. You know, I'm going to check it right now. Parlor.com. And nope, it's gone. Unable to connect. Parlor's still dead. <laughs> too, it's too yeah. bad. What a fucking shame. Uh, meanwhile, and, you know, kudos, yeah. kudos to Amazon and all those other people that, 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 that said, fuck this shit. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we really, that, a lot of people need in this, in this culture of consumerism, we need the corporate giants to show us the way a lot yeah. of times. Mm-hmm. You know, and and of course, you know, people will accuse them of being liberal shills or whatever. Yeah. But a lot of, you know, a lot of people, li- they listen to money. They listen to the money guys. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And what they're all about this, Mike, they're, the Republican Party, as long as I can remember, has been all about letting the free market decide. Hey, let's let the free market decide. Hey, let's let corporations make decisions for themselves. And here we are with corporations making decisions for themselves. And those decisions happen to be deplatforming people who incited a violent insurrection against the United States Congress. That's letting the free market work shit out. So there you go. Take your Ayn Rand bullshit and shove it up your ass. Okay. On that note, we're taking another short break. It's it's the start of a brand new year. And if you plan on making a fresh start for yourself in 2021, this is your time to shine. You might try reading a new book, getting more exercise, or even try changing up your look. Plexiderm can be the key to a refreshed and new look for the year by taking years off your appearance. And it all takes just 10 minutes. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, even under eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet. The results are going to last for hours, so you can take the next steps to reaching your resolutions, confident that you'll look your best the whole damn time. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com voices or call 800-685-1292 and say the code 
voices. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com voices or just call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code voices at checkout. Thank you. Bob Seska. I'm singing about Dan Bongino a second ago. This is the great Nick Lutzko and a song called Sick from his Swords album, nicklutzko.com. Um, yeah, this is from his legitimate music collection. He does two kinds of uh, two kinds of music. He does the, the silly songs about Dan Bongino and the boat parades and all that crap. And then he does real music, which is immensely inventive and interesting to listen to. One of the uh, lead instruments in his band is a xylophone, so that gives you an impression in terms of how crazy it is. And again, the album is called Swords, uh, nicklutzko.com. Uh, link in the description, of course, as always. Um, this is great news, Mike. Deutsche Bank <laughs> has decided to terminate any I'll more business with uh, Donald Trump. So I think that's Auschwitz-Eichnick. <laughs> That's so great. That's excellent. Do you, do you really? Can you speak German? Is that uh, is that one of your just things? that one word? Oh. You know, I uh, I one of one of my busy one of the things we just go through my resume every time here. Okay, yeah. Uh, I used to run sound for German by satellite, which was um, came from the campus of Oklahoma State University. They had yeah. they had educational television services there, and what the deal was is they would have people that would teach high school subjects for uh, schools that didn't have enough. Uh, money to, to actually have someone that could teach that subject. Yeah. So we had every every uh, other day, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we had German by satellite and physics by satellite. Mm-hmm. And I ran the audio for German by satellite. Oh, wow. And so and so my job, Fun. Uh, it, my <laughs> job in the audio booth was to take the videos that this professor was showing uh-huh. to show conversational German and provide the mystery science theater commentary for, on the intercom for everybody working on the staff. <laughs> during the show and so i would make the floor guy laugh so much he'd have to hide behind the camera and stuff <laughs> with all my little quibs you know uh and i eventually you know was disciplined for that but yeah oh that sounds great so i picked up a little german there you know he's he's sitting right here no sorry oh yeah yeah <laughs> i mean I, if you hadn't been doing that i don't know how much fun that would be that would just be miserable that was like the most fun it was it was fucking it was i can't tell you how much fun that was it really was <laughs> Well, yeah. and, and maybe you can maybe you can translate this. I always play this tape of uh, Donald Trump freaking out when he had his uh, when he lost his Twitter account. He's not not happy. I can only speak the uh, top secret German, which is Das Fenzen switching. You know, that stuff. <laughs> I don't know what that even is. <laughs> 
Oh shit! Yeah. No, but... Top Secret the movie. They have a little oh, okay, sign. Right, das, right. Das, Fin- das Finson switching. Oh my god! I've got to see that movie again. It's been about forty years since the last time I. But watched no, that's that's I, you know the thing about Deutsche Bank is I thought they'd already dropped him long ago. I thought that was already a thing. Yes. Well, you would think over the fact that he sued them for. <laughs> Because here's what happened with Deutsche Bank and Donald Trump. Donald Trump uh, was sued by Deutsche Bank for repayment of one of his loans. So in reaction to that, Donald Trump countersued Deutsche Bank and said that the reason why he couldn't repay the loan is because Deutsche Bank contributed to the Great Recession, which put Donald Trump in a financial bind, making him unable to repay the loan to Deutsche Bank. So of course, he, it was, so it was their fault. Just, yeah. Yes, yes. And the uh, the outcome, obviously, was a settlement out of court where they settled for, you know, whatever it is, pennies on the dollar. It's Donald Trump's MO. This is what he does with everything. He doesn't pay, repay loans. He doesn't pay his vendors. And then when they sue him, then they end up settling for a much lesser amount, and Donald Trump walks away with a pretty decent profit that's how donald trump makes uh, a lot of his money insofar that he insofar as he has money see out of all this stuff the uh, the, the money laundering and the uh the the bank fraud and the real estate fraud uh and the you know obstruction of justice and everything all that stuff is just nothing compared to the deutsche bank money trail they, right that is the thing that needs to come out that's when that finally comes out you know, history at least is going to be written properly, but that's what we need to know. You yeah, know, yeah. all this other stuff is fucking chicken feed mm-hmm. compared to his money relationship with Russia and Deutsche Bank. Well, Deutsche Bank has lent uh, the Trump Organization more than $300 million, as we all know, and that's going to mature in 2023 and 2024, forcing the Trump Organization to refinance the debt or pay it off by potentially selling assets. So you hate to see it. (laughs) You hate to see the Trump Organization in financial dire straits. Boy, that's going to be so sad to watch when that all I hope I live to see the day that there's no longer a single building in this country that has the name Trump on it. Oh, my God. Was it? That's just it. It's got to be one of those names where, it, like Hitler, no one wants the last name Hitler, and so no one, no one wants the first name Adolf. For God's sake, that's how poisonous and toxic it is. And that should be the same with Donald Trump. I don't often compare the two because I think Donald Trump is his own kind of despot. That's, well, but see, you're talking about a cultural thing. I mean, a, a financial thing. I, oh, you know, I see. the name needs to go because he had to sell all those places. Right, right. That that that, that needs to be the reason. You mm-hmm. know? Well, and then also we were seeing this long before any of this recent bullshit went down, where there were some buildings that were taking the Trump name off of the facade, at the very least, uh, to not associate itself with Donald Trump, and that was right. Year, and, and to be ago. clear, those weren't places that he owned anyway. I don't know. Right. See, I don't know how many of these places he actually owns, but it's a small percentage, right? Oh, it is. Yeah. Most of them are just licensing the name. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. That's the whole Trump Organization business model. It's licensing the name and the brand. It's all about the brand. What they're doing is they're getting not only the name Trump to stick on their uh, facade on the outside, whether it's on the building or a sign out front. Uh, plus, they're getting the the brand that he's all about. It's the attitude that they're also getting. It's the Donald Trump gold-plated bullshit uh, attitude with the hair and the ill-fitting suits and the attitude and the Twitter account and the rest of it. That's what they're kind of buying, and they're piggybacking on that, and they pay him a handsome amount of money to borrow that branding. But I, So I can't imagine that now, especially now, especially 
particularly after the insurrection. I can't imagine anyone wanting to be attached to the Trump brand, even Mark Burnett. If NBC still does some sort of White House apprentice show after this, uh, no one's going to watch it. And I don't think NBC will even go there. Certainly no, not they, now. No, no absolutely no. not. And, you know, forget COVID. You can see from those photos of his apartment at Trump Tower that Trump lost his sense of taste a long time ago. (laughs) Okay, well, on that note, we shall uh, wrap up right here. Do you want to stick around for another uh, 10, 15 minutes for the postmortem show, Mike? Oh, absolutely. And I want to say thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves, and I hope I passed the audition. (laughs) Yes, with flying colors. Absolutely. Well, uh, once again, our our best to our uh, very good friend, Buzz Burbank. Uh, Hope he uh, does well. I know Buzz is a tough guy. Buzz is a good guy, and he's going to champion through this and and make it through with uh, flying colors. I know it. And in the meantime, we're all backing him. We all, our hearts are with him in spirit, uh, if not uh, physically so, because of the pandemic and all the rest of it. And uh, yeah. here's so, to you, Buzz. Yep. Thank you, Buzz. Absolutely. Uh, three cheers for Buzz. Big round of applause. Uh, Buzz Burbank news and comment. Buzzburbank.com. Also at realmnetwork.com. That's R-E-L-M network.com. Two more newscasts. He's still going to do those uh, once he's back and once he's uh, ready to roll uh, with doing podcasts again. Meanwhile, Rocky Mountain Mike. You can find him on Twitter. That's Rocky M-N-T-N Mike. And uh, I, was, I was about to say .com at the end, but it's, there's no .com. I'm just old. Um, <laughs> meanwhile. Uh, I'm on CompuServe as well. So. Yeah. Well, the uh, post-mortem <laughs> show. That's right. Post-mortem show starts uh, right as soon as this music is done playing. As soon as this done, uh, music is over, we keep on talking. That is the post-mortem show. We uh, put it up on our uh, Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show, or conveniently, bobseskashow.com. Or you can just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. You sign up for $5 a month. You get two post-mortem shows every week to coincide with our Tuesday and Thursday telecast or our telecast what the hell am i talking about this is not tv we don't, we don't do video here we don't deal with any of that crap it is podcasting is what it's called that's what all the kids are calling it so uh patreon.com slash bob seska show for that meanwhile sexy liberal podcast network is at sexyliberal.com. it is your podcasting superstation. make sure to support all of the sexy liberal podcast network programs And I understand there's a brand new one that's going to be coming to the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network uh, network soon, very, very soon. And I happen to know the person who's the host of that show and, uh, boy, extremely talented if I do say so myself. So uh, Stephanie will have that announcement on her show at stephaniemiller.com. Okay, that's it. We'll see you on the Postmortem Show, folks. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, you know what? Oh, holy shit, I forgot to mention. Tomorrow's guest, Chris... Hansen from To Catch a Predator. I'm not making that up. I can't wait. That's uh, tomorrow on the Wednesday interview show. See you there, folks. Bye-bye. It's the start of a brand new year, and if you plan on making a fresh start for yourself in 2021, this is your time to shine. You might try reading a new book, getting more exercise, or even try changing up your look. Plexiderm can be the key to a refreshed and new look for the year by taking years off your appearance, and it all takes just 10 minutes. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, even under-eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet. The results are going to last for hours, so you can take the next steps to reaching your resolutions, confident that you'll look your best the whole damn time. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com voices or call 800-685-1292 and say the code 
voices. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com slash voices or just call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code voices at checkout. Thank you. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.